Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to Season 5 of the Struggles of Life podcast, finding purpose in the midst of your struggles. And I'm your brother, Robert Claiborne. Hey, what's up, family? Um, First off, man, I I hope all is well. Um, Secondly, um, I I really appreciate you guys because you don't have to give me a time a day, but you choose to. So I'm grateful for it. Uh, I would ask that you will, um, you know, share these, um, especially these last couple of um, episodes and this created with the purpose series, um, because this truly helps us understand everything that we go through in life. First, God is with us. And two, he's taking us somewhere. But in the midst of him taking us somewhere and us getting to that somewhere we have to go through it and that go through it is actually to help us grow in him uh develop throughout the process become more mature and learn things um and ultimately you know becoming who who he created us to be and man when i tell you them struggles get it up out of us uh but that's only if we take from the struggles as we are supposed to as god intend to instead of us looking at our situation as it being unfortunate and and letting that be the final thing as long as we have the understanding that we must go through these things and that it will work out for our good you know with knowing we have to go through it it's a reason why now we can look to learn what that reason is and also praise God in the process because we know he is taking us somewhere and that it is working out for our good. So, um, so yeah, please share because I mean, God created each and every one of us with a purpose. And if he can get us to align with his will, um, and embrace his way and continue to follow him faithfully as, as much as we possibly can, then, you know, the Holy, the Holy spirit will, will empower us to do so. And, and you know from there not only as he'll he'll gain another soul bring another one his child to him but for as expanding his kingdom in history not that he need us he choose to use us like we will be more effective here on earth reaching our um, brothers and sisters in christ bringing them to to christ and ultimately like we band together as the body of Christ and really really create change and impact this world in such a kingdom and major way uh, that'll bring um, glory to God man it's just it, it'd be so amazing so uh, I just hope that that I am serving you guys well that that God would approve of that he will be a be proud of you know uh, as you know my goal is to be an example although i stand shoulder to shoulder with each and every one of you guys um i just i just want to make the father proud because it's man it'd be difficult okay let let me let me get out of this because uh my nose starting to burn and starting to uh stop up i starting to you know become watery you know what's next so uh Let's go ahead and dive into it. So uh, last week we covered Genesis 40, uh, 40 and we left off where uh, Joseph, he basically told 
Pharaoh's key, uh, chief cupbearer and chief baker the interp interpretation to their dreams. And at the end of verse 40, they came to pass. But basically, you know, before then, he told uh, the chief uh, cupbearer, hey, tell Pharaoh this for me. I'm in prison. I ain't doing anything. And uh, let him know, like, you know, what's going on. And hopefully he'll let me out pretty much, right? So, uh, so yeah, we're going to start in 41. And pl please forgive me. Like, seriously, my nose is stopped up now. I was good a minute ago, but uh, bear with the me um, reading sounded like I'm holding my nose and if you hear a couple sniffles please uh, overlook it I try not to do too much of it um, you know in desperate need to breathe through my nose as I read through my mouth uh, quick prayer Heavenly Father thank you uh, for this opportunity to to be a vessel for you I ask that as I read your word speak through me to each and every one of us for us to understand where we are in our lives today that we're there for a reason and that you're taking us somewhere and that we will be willing to submit to you surrender our lives to you and so you can have your way with us moving forward in jesus name thank you lord amen okay pharaoh's dream when two full years had passed pharaoh had a dream he was standing by the Nile, when out of the river there came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up out of the Nile and stood beside those on the river bank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again and had a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. Stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, then and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy, full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning, his mind was troubled. So he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Basically, he was like, You know what? I just thought about something. <laughs> you ever have those moments? Okay, let me, let me get back on track. So he's like, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was Pharaoh was was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And and things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was impaled. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came 
before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it. But I have heard I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh. But God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Joseph had a gift. He had a gift where he could interpret dreams. However, although that was his gift, he couldn't he couldn't use that gift, especially effective without God we all have a gift God gave each and every one of us at least one gift according to Apostle Paul and some individuals more than one gift but we are to we are supposed to use that gift for a work or for works but ultimately for the glory of God so you have gifts. So let's not think that we super sweet because with without God, those gifts are nothing. All right. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, in my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile when out of the river there came up seven cows, fat and sleek, and they grazed among the reeds. Okay, so let me slip. Let me slide down a little bit. Um. So he just basically told him the dream. Okay, down to verse 25. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterward are seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten, and the famine will ravish the land. The, the abundance in the land will not be remembered, because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest. Excuse me. Forgive me. As I am recording this 530 in the morning. I, I yawned. Let let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to be kept in the cities for food. This food should be held in, in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by the famine 
The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? God can use us. You feel me? As I proceed, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all, all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. He's talking to us. <laughs> you shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with the respect to, to the throne will I be greater than you. Huh? You shall be in charge of my palace, which leads us to this is season five. episode 14 called from the wilderness to the palace verse 41 joseph in charge of egypt so pharaoh said to joseph i hereby put you in charge of the whole land of egypt then pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on joseph's finger he dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in a chariot as he, as his second in command. And people shouted before him, make way. Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your word, no one will lift a hand or a foot in all of Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zephanath. Panea and gave him Asenet daughter of Potiphera priest of On to be his wife man that was, that, was, that was a busy sentence and Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh king of Egypt now the dream he had he was 17 now he's 30, 13 years. Man, talking about a journey. I proceed. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully. Joseph collected all the food produced in the seven years of abundance in Egypt and stored it in the cities. And in each city, he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain, like the sand of the sand, sand of the sea. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potiphera, priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. The second son he named Ephraim and said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began. Just as just as Joseph had said, there was famine in all the other lands, but in the whole land of Egypt there was food. 
when all Egypt began to fear the famine, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh told all the Egyptians, "Go to Joseph, and what he and do what he tells you." When the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout Egypt. And all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph, because the famine was severe everywhere. Wow, okay. Holy Spirit, speak through me. So, Joseph came second in command of Egypt. He was just in prison. He was Potiphar's personal attendant, which whom was over all of Potiphar's household, like over everything except for his wife. He was thrown, he was sold into slavery, which is how he ended up in Pharaoh's household. Before slavery, he was threw in a pit. Now the pit, we have to be able to relate to the individuals God will use us and present us to. Use us for and present us to. We have to be able to sympathize with them. Because we can give each other advice, encourage one another, and it's needed. But when it's coming from someone who has been through what we've been through, it hit different. So because Joseph was able to relate to the individuals because of what he'd been through, he can sympathize with them he can better serve them on a whole nother level because remember when he was in a when he was in a pit in the text it was very specific it said with no water so let's say just say if he was in the pit for 30 minutes my man he he was in a bit of a famine it was scarce. It was it was scarce. Scarcity of water because it wasn't any. So the land there was scarcity. So because of what God directed his path from his household to the pit. What I like to say, what I like to call relocate, he was relocated from his father's house to a pit scarcity he can sympathize with the people of the land because a famine hit the land so now he can better serve them now I said maybe he was a bit arrogant when he was saying like y'all gonna serve me to his, to his brothers so 
Now he went from the pit to being sold into slavery. There's something there. Don't miss that. The Holy Spirit ain't telling me what it is, but he I feel like he did just tell me to highlight the fact that it's something there. That he was sold into slavery. So from the pit, he was sold into slavery, relocation again, relocated to Potiphar's house. It said God was with him. And because God was with him, everything Potiphar owned, he did not, it, it, it became successful. But also because he was a child of God, he was because he had a relationship with God and he had to have a relationship with God I feel because it's clear to uh, Potiphar's and it it was produced through the success that Potiphar household had so he knew he could trust Joseph are you trustworthy am I trustworthy for where God places us although it's unfortunate are we complaining? Are we looking how can we get over? Are we men and women of integrity? Because man look at the outward appearance. God look at the heart. Which is what God told Samuel when he sent Samuel to I forget I forget Jonathan and and uh not Jonathan uh uh, uh David's dad when he sent Samuel to jo David's dad to anoint uh, anoint David as king when he was looking at the brothers Samuel like surely he's the one he like nope God was like nope that's not him and that's when he said that man look at the outward appearance, but God look at the heart. So God look at our heart. Can he trust us where he places? Where he places us? Where he places us? Can individuals trust us? Can can we be used? by God can we you be used for God on behalf of God's people or whoever the individual is that God places us in that situation position location for us to serve and without complaining because if we don't complain if we can see that this is God's will his sovereign will then we, there won't be any room for complaints because we understand that God placed us a, placed us there for a reason and most likely to use us. So again, if there was if there was an integrity issue because he was it seemed like he was rubbing it in his brother's face, guess what? He was placed in those humble situations. Have you ever been in a humble situation? I know I have designed for us to be humbled 
because as we find out where Joseph end up, like second in command of all of Egypt, my man need to be humble. Because if he ain't humble, they say like, if you arrogant, like basically money, like really magnify who you truly are. So if my man was on some arrogant stuff from the beginning and God didn't humble him and he put him second in command over Egypt, my man going to be, he was going to be, he was going to think naturally, he was going to think that he was better than everyone else. He wasn't going to be able to sympathize with them because for one, he didn't go through, through the process, through the wilderness in which God took him through so he could be humbled. He wouldn't have had that experience because he was brought up in his dad's house. In fact, he probably wouldn't even end up. He probably wouldn't even end up in Egypt. Serving Pharaoh. Coming under Pharaoh. Had God not relocated him. So God is taking you somewhere. God take us. He's taking us somewhere through our trials. Through our hardships. Like we have to go through the wilderness as Joseph Joseph did before we can enter the palace. What I like to call the wilderness of our purpose to get to the palace of our purpose. And that's when placement, when God places us When God places us with position, you got the position. It's one other one. I forget. I put it together to where it's like this plus this plus this equals purpose. So that's just only two of three that I can remember. But when placement plus position plus something else equals per, uh, palace of our purpose. And it's key. In fact, I'll put it in the notes. Which is key. So everything that God, uh, Joseph went through, every lo relocation, every placement that God brought Joseph to, it was for a reason. And ultimately, he was taking Joseph from his household through the wilderness so he can get him to the palace of his purpose to where he is now second in command so he can save the land. How great is our God? I don't know a better orchestrator than that. But that's his goodness too. When we're going through these things in life, we only focus on the bad. So the bad is what we extract from the wilderness. 
the the process in which we must go through to first become because Joseph had to grow, he had to develop, he had to mature, he had to become before God could take him to where he's really taken him, to where he's really living out the purpose why God created him. And it was his gift. And in Proverbs it said that your gift would make room for you and bring you in the presence of great men. Joseph didn't complain. He still served. And he was still willing to let God use him. So he served anyway using his gift that God gave him. Acknowledging and understanding that without God, first of all, he's nothing. And also without God, the gift is, is, is ineffective. So he was still willing to serve while he was in the wilderness. Be willing to serve while you are in the wilderness of your life. I'm going to say wilderness of your purpose. Be willing to serve when you're going through it. Be willing to serve when you're going through your your storms of life. Be willing to serve. Don't complain. Be willing to serve. And this applies to me as well. Be willing to serve. If you're willing to serve, especially as we are supposed to in, in church, we learn what our gifts are. And we have a relationship with God. We learn how to use those gifts. As long as we're use, willing to use it. For the glory of his name. For, his, for the betterment of his people. That gets us closer and closer. To learning what our purpose is. And as we are obedient. In serving. God relocate us he places us he relocates us he places us and before before we know it we are not only acting in our gift using our gift but God will make room for us he will open up the opportunity for us he can then he can finally place us where he's been taken us to so he can use us on I'm not even going to say on a higher level but at the level in which he was trying to get us to so we can truly truly impact lives help change lives and expand his, his, his kingdom in history The process is critical. It's necessary. So do everything in your power to embrace the process. So much so, welcome the process. Because you know you must go through it. Because of where God is taking you. If you are in a wilderness, God is trying to take you to the palace of your purpose. 
replacement and position come together it equals the palace of your purpose that's where we trying to get to but we can't rush the process we have to embrace the process every step of the way both good and bad in the valley and on the mountaintop back down to the valley continue to be faithful as Joseph was be willing to serve as he did as he demonstrated be willing to help somebody where they are although your situation isn't the best that shows great character can he trust you like his Potiphar's wife lied on him I'm sorry Potiphar's wife kept coming on to him my fellows my brothers would you have slept with Potiphar's wife and I asked that question would I have slept with her I asked that question because it's about integrity can we be can we be trusted are we trustworthy he had to be placed in humbling situations are we humble enough right now to where if God if God changes our situation and place us in the palace of our purpose can we be trusted can he trust us enough to remain humble and that's something that we must always ask ourselves and that that must be the goal alright I hope this message was clear to you as it is always to me and I pray that God's plan for your life would be manifested that you will serve him at all costs myself serve him at all, at all costs no matter what we go through and may his will be done in our lives for the advancement of his kingdom glory of his name I love you guys, stay blessed peace